Hello, everybody. Thanks so much for joining today's Inspire Podcast. I'm so excited to welcome another amazing partner to the Integrity family. And I'm really excited about this podcast. We've got a lot of things we're going to jump into here real quick, but I am thrilled to announce that the Hamadi Insurance Agency has joined the Integrity family. And I'm joined here by their founder, Eric Hamadi. Eric, thanks so much for joining us, man. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. Hey, we've known each other for a long time. This is going to be a lot of fun just to try to catch up on a lot of different angles. And I appreciate you joining Integrity at this time. And, and I'm excited about the Integrity effect that we will see and all the different things that the opportunity will present itself here. But tell us a little bit about your agency and what you guys have been, been working on. So, yeah, so I've been, I got my insurance license in 2003, so 20, 20 years 20 this year. Years. Wow. Yeah. For most of that time, I was kind of just, I bounced around, you know, I had a, I was, I worked for the captive company for five years. I was, till I got vested and then I was like, oh, I'm semi-retired for a few years and got into the bar business. We talked about that. Yeah. But about three years ago, I decided, we decided to go independent and started bringing on new carriers Yeah. and through an integrity partner. And I started learning about integrity and what integrity is capable of. And so we've been working towards, you know, hopefully becoming a partner for the last couple of years. So this is, I mean, this is exciting for me. Yeah, listen, it's, it's super exciting for us. And 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 I love the idea of, of especially, and you and I have talked about this, about the switch from being a captive agent to an independent agent. Really, it's our job. And one of the most important parts we do here at Integrity and just, you know, what we believe in is giving consumers choice and making sure that we put consumers in the middle of everything and they're at the heart of everything we do. In fact, even the integrity eye, the blank space in the middle is to represent one consumer at a time. And so I know that whenever you left that, there's a transition, but it truly puts your your customers in a better position, right? Big time, because it takes you from being a product person or a salesperson, right. which I've always been proud to be a salesperson. I like to sell, that's fun, but, but it, it takes the focus from, here's my product, here's why you should get this, and here's why this is better than what you have. And it's more like, hey, tell me about your situation. You're you're more of a detective, more of a doctor, more of you're solving, searching for a problem, searching for a solution. And you're you're giving them the right coverage that meets their individual needs, right? And that's so important. Now, talking about sales salespeople, you had an interesting job in college that I think also set you up for so much success in this business. Tell us about that. Yeah, Yeah. so I I was in seminary, and I was going into the ministry, I thought, Hey man, you got to sell Jesus in that case. So that's, that's sales. Right. That's what I thought. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I I got recruited to sell uh, books door to door, like study guides, basically in college and straight commission. They would take you to Nashville. You had like a week of sales training. Because at the time, you know, we didn't, we were college kids, didn't know anything. So they teach us a sales cycle, teach us how to prospect, teach us how to knock on doors. And then they would assign you to like a territory. And they, so like my first summer I got sent to Pennsylvania and I got a county. And so they would send you up. And so it was me and like two other guys. We were in a headquarters. And then you'd have maybe 10 headquarters that would meet together for a Sunday meeting. And you would work Monday through Saturday, 12, 13 hour days, knocking on doors, trying to sit down with 20 people a day to yeah. do a presentation of the books, straight commission. And I had a friend who had made so much money the summer before that, I mean, I didn't even believe it, how much money he made. So I, I was like, well, if he can do it, I could do it. So I, I signed up to go do it. And I did that for four years and I just had a blast. I love, yeah. I love meeting people. I love, you know, it put me in like a ton of kitchen tables and a ton of homes and just like meeting people, getting to know people. But I mean, so many adventures from that too, obviously. So I, I know, I know which, which group you're talking about. And I, I, I know that group really well. And, and look, it's, 
what what you're talking about there is an incredible sales training, right? In fact, if it's what I'm thinking, one of the first things they tell you to do is you got to find a place to live, right? That's right. So one of the first sales you've got to make, think about this, you got to get there. So you leave Nashville, you got to get to Pennsylvania. A lot of those guys and gals will hitchhike, even to maybe not today, but in yeah. the old days. In the old hitchhike. days, they would. Yeah. And then the first thing you got to do is find somebody who will let you stay with them. What's crazy, Brian? That is sales, bro. <laughs> so what's crazy is like I was I had never lived from I came from a real conservative family. Like you know we were yeah. we were sheltered. I was homeschooled. I mean so like I mean. So to me, this, this, this is a big adventure, right? And right. so I had asked them like, hey, so I just want to be with guys that are experienced, that, that, that where we, I don't have to worry about this finding a place to live thing. And they got it all handled. They're like, yeah, we're going to take care of you. And so they had a whole session on how to find a place to live in sales school, which I basically <laughs> ignored. I didn't have to deal with that. Well, then I come to find out the night before I left, they're like, hey, we got bad news. The guys that we're sending you with, they still haven't found a place to live. And they've been living in a hotel for the last week. And so you're going to be responsible for finding them a place to live. And I'm like, I skipped the whole class. Like, what do I do? And, but it was, uh, we, yeah, you would go to different churches. You'd visit with pastors and churches and they, so a couple of them would let you speak. And, and so we, and we found it, we found a place. What, no what's amazing is the number of governors that have gone through that training, mm -hmm. the number senators. of senators. Uh, we've got some integrity partners that have gone through that training. I've actually gone to meet with those guys. This is an incredible organization that the, the, the what they've done and I, I mean but that is like amazing sales training from yeah. from that perspective now i understand when you got in the insurance business you were just like most of us right you're trying to figure out like is this is this for me but you had an experience with a neighbor that that really changed your yeah. kind of perspective about what we do right yeah well, so the guy, the guy that recruited me to sell insurance at the very first he had done that program and that's how he knew who i was right and so he called me up and said, hey, I'm starting a company. I'd like to talk to you about it. And, and you'd get pitches like that as a, as a book person or whatever. So I met the guy for breakfast and he starts pitching me on this uh, supplemental health insurance, a cancer policy, basically. And, um, and I didn't know anybody had gone through cancer. And, but, but the money, that he would do the money and he's like, here's how much money you can make. And it, it, to me, it was very impressive at the time because I yeah. was not doing so well. But I could, and the way they were going to prospect is go door to door prospecting with no leads. And I just couldn't, I was like, ah, man, I've already done that. I don't want to do that again. And so I turned him down. And so a few months later, my next door neighbor, I was 27. She was 24. She got diagnosed with breast cancer. She, she, so she was a teacher, wow. public school teacher, and her husband had a, a corporate sales job. So the two of them were making a good living, yeah. both insured health insurance. Mm. And when she went through cancer, you know, she used up all her sick days. Her fellow teachers donated their sick days to her, yeah. but then they ran out of sick days. So they let her go. She lost her insurance. They lost their house, lost their car. They had to move in with a family from the church. And, you know, she didn't manage to beat the cancer of that first round. So it was, you know, that first round was okay. But I just realized from a financial standpoint, like, man, this is a, that could, that could be me, you know? Yeah. And, and, and they were totally doing everything right. Totally insured. They just didn't have that coverage, you know? And so I called the guy back and I said, Hey, listen, I get it now. I get yeah. why people need that. And. And then it was, I think for me, thinking, because nobody, nobody, I have a four-year-old son, right? He's not running around saying, I want to be an insurance man when I grow up. And his dad is an insurance man, but I mean, he wants to be an astronaut or whatever, right? Yeah. I don't think any of us, we're all probably in this business by accident. All of and, us. And so for me, that was like, okay, I get why this is meaningful. I can find meaning in this. And, and, and then now over the years, it's been so fun as we've worked with agents around the country 
that's the biggest thing people are looking for is meaning in their in their work. Yeah. And one of the biggest things, personal growth and meaning. And so the, the the fact that they can you can sit down with families and help them solve real problems that they're going to have that they've either had or will have. That's that's massively powerful. What a great way to live. Yeah, look, I, I think I think you hit on something that's really important. I mean, I, I think everybody wants purpose and meaning. In fact, at our, our last partner meeting, I, I went through this whole discussion about Start With Why, which is a great book by Simon Sinek. And, and, and really, what's the purpose of what we do? And then you think about all the sacrifices that people have made to help get us here. Now, you and I were talking uh, about even your family, right, and the sacrifice your family's gone through. Uh, your dad was born in Iran and mm-hmm. came to this country for school, right? So right. Tell, let's talk about that story because I know he impacted you in such a big way. Yeah, big time because, you know, like he, so he came here when he was 18, went to University of Texas, met my mom there. And he's always had a very, it's not just a can-do attitude. It's like, it's like he, if he sets his mind to doing something, he's going to do it. And I think being around somebody like that, really has impacted me in a great deal. Like, you know, he never allow any excuses or anything like that. So when he, he was an executive for a big company. And then when that company, when they went through all the recessions in the eighties, he started as a computer consulting company in 1987. And wow. this is back when nobody had computers. He was yeah, selling, nobody. he was going into doctor's offices and real estate agents and attorneys trying and to computerize them. That them. They need to have a computer. computer. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and they would, and so I worked in that business. I was like, I was 12, I want to say. We started building computers and building networks. And, and that was, that's how I, that's how I paid my way through or saved up my money to buy my first car and all that stuff. And so when my, my dad, you know, he's, he's from Iran, he grew up Muslim, but he became a, a Christian when I was seven and now he's a, he's a minister. So he got the call to go into the ministry wow. at the same time that I was going to seminary, he was going to seminary. And so, and then I got expelled from seminary. He didn't, he's, he's a minister now, but, <laughs> but, uh, but we've, we've had such a, there's really, a whole story there. Yeah, I feel like. <laughs> we, we've had a, we've had a really amazing relationship. There, there's nobody, I think that's impacted me more than, than, than my dad. And I think the biggest thing that he gave me was the idea that, Hey, whatever you put your mind to do that you can do it. And, and I, I was fortunate to hear that over and over, even yeah. when I didn't like hearing it. And I just feel like, you know, there's so many people that don't get that message. They grow up feeling that, you know, they're they're at the mercy of their circumstances or whatever. And if if we yeah. can show up in that person's life as a, hey, no, actually, have you considered maybe it's this other way? And we provide all the bones for them to build the life that they want for themselves, for their children, for their the legacy that they're trying to create. Yeah. And at the same time, it's not like we're selling ice cream or something. I mean, we're, we're covering families. We're making a big difference in what we do at the same time. Yeah. Like that is a, it's a magical business. I couldn't imagine a better business to be in. It, it's an incredible business. And, and you know, there's so much truth to that. And, and I love the fact that you recognize the gift that you were given with your dad telling you, you can do anything you set your mind to. I mean, there's a, there, there's so, and especially now you got little kids and, you know, I think about that with my boys. It's like, you know, my boys want to be Patrick Mahomes and, Probably not happening, but don't tell them that. I'm like, of course you can be Patrick right. Mahomes, right? Because you want them to like, I mean, like, why not? Why not them, right? And and I can think about the impact my mom had on me about just encouraging me in so many different ways and just saying, yeah, you, of course you can do it. Why not? Why not you, right? And so there's so much, so much to that. And then this is such a incredible business because we help so many people, and we take like in. Most people don't realize that. I mean, people see the byproduct of the success, 
But if you think about the real people that we help on a daily basis, I mean, we're we're giving them hope in really tough times in so many ways. And I, I love that, you know, we talk about being a holistic business in a lot of ways here at Integrity about protecting people with their life, health, and wealth. And I really believe that especially middle America is incredibly underserved when it comes to financial services overall. But I know you've been really taking that to heart and, and building out holistic planning. And you you guys, so you're primarily life-oriented business today, but a year or two ago, you, you said, look, I want to be more holistic. And you got into Medicare. How's that been going? Yeah, it's re- really exciting. So I got my start in like supplemental health. That was kind of the universe right. I lived in, right? And then I remember we brought in life, like my first life insurance policy. I was maybe six, seven years in the business. And then when we went independent, you know, we decided to focus more on life. I still had like one supplemental carrier I worked with, but as we were make, cobbling together the agency. But once I kind of got familiar with integrity and how integrity works, and uh, thankfully I was able to be working with an integrity partner before I became an right. integrity partner. But when we decided to incorporate Medicare, for example, you know, I, I didn't have a lot of expertise in, in Medicare. We just had a lot of, A, we had clients that were asking us, can you help? So here we are yeah. sitting with somebody doing a final expense plan or an annuity or whatever. And they'd be like, hey, by the way, I don't know about my, can you help yeah. me with Medicare? Or, right. or we do a mortgage protection plan for somebody and they'd be like, hey, by the way, my mom was just asking me, you do insurance, can you help my mom with her Medicare? Nope, have no idea, have no clue, right? And, and we, would, we would farm it out, we had right. partners we'd refer to, but I was like, man, we should bring that business in house. Like we should empower our agents to be able to say yes to that conversation. And so, so that's where it was driven from. So we had these agents asking, hey, can we do Medicare? And so we you know, uh, were able to, you know, you know, of course, we, we start with Google, right? Like, oh, Google, how do you do Medicare? Yeah. But what's amazing is after I kind of stabbed in the dark for a day or two, I was like, why am I doing this? Like, we have all these resources. Yeah. So I literally picked up the phone and, and it, it literally one day I had three different meetings with top Medicare partners, yeah. people that have been in the business forever. I got invited to one of your Medicare partners, been around since the 80s. They invited me, hey, come to our office and we'll show, literally they lifted the hood. They showed me their their products, their comp plan, yeah. their offices, their their scripts, everything. And they're just like, just just use it. Like whatever, whatever, whatever helps that. you. Like, right. And uh and 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 now we you know we chose to actually make a partnership with that company. That wasn't even part of the conversation though. It was just their they their heart was how can we help you avoid all of the pitfalls that yeah. we right. Yeah. And uh because at the end of the day it's about it we have a certain amount of agents. The the market is demanding help pleading for help for agents. And so the integrity part of just like, how do we empower as many agents as we can to go out and help these people? Well, it comes back to that point er, that we talked about earlier. It's all about the consumer, right? And it's all about how do we help get them the best products and services and do that in a holistic way and meet them wherever they want to be met, whether that's in li- on, online, over the phone, or in person. And we can help people no matter what. And that's such a big part of, of what we're doing. I love the fact that you just said, listen, let's just... Let's just talk to somebody and don't try to figure this out on your own. That's a, a real powerful part of the integrity infrastructure is we've got experts in every aspect. Here. Well, may I say something too? Just my dad, one of the things he told me a long time ago, he's like, imitate first yeah. and iterate second. I love that. And I think so many times, we like my that. instinct, just because I, I like to think of myself as a smart person, you know, we're all we're like, oh, how would I do this if it was up to me? And yeah. we start with that rather than who out here is being successful that I can copy. And then I'll make, once I'm achieving those results, then I'll, then I'll yeah. add my flavor to it, you know? 
Imitate first. Iterate second. Iterate second. That, that's some words to live by. Now, your dad, you said, came from Iran, went to University of Texas in Austin. Mm-hmm. And now you're based in Austin. And so I assume that's how you got there. And I understand uh, not only have you been successful in the insurance business, you also opened up a successful bar and, and music venue in Austin right. called The Parish. Austin, for those of you who don't know, is is an incredible music city and, and, and bar scene as well. But Tell us about that, man. It sounds like that was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. So, yeah. So I was, one of the things I love about this business is it gives you, you know, if you're good at it, some capital you can deploy in different things. Right. And so I had a buddy of mine who was starting a restaurant and had invited me to invest. And so I did. And he opened his restaurant concept. And when he opened it, the building that he opened in had this live music venue that was already there. And I guess just kind of came with the lease. Right. And so later that year, I went through a divorce. And so as just kind of part of that life change, I was living in DC and I was talking to him. He said, Hey, why don't you just come down here and, and uh, help me run this place? You know, cause I mean, you own part of it just come on down. And, and, and so I did, I, I moved down to Austin, what was supposed to be six months to do the South by Southwest and the Austin city limits festival in the summer yeah. turned into the rest of my life, ended up meeting my wife. And now we've, you know, our family's there and oh, that's awesome. uh, it's, it's so funny. The, the turns that you have in your life. So just the things that you think, oh, I'll never do that again. Or, or, and then you end up, you know, just being blessed beyond your wildest dreams, you know, but yes, the parish, in fact, is still there. We don't own it anymore, but it's one of the top live music venues in, in town. We've had, we had Slash there. We had My Morning Jacket there, Vampire Weekend. I met so many celebrities there. That was a lot of fun. Late hours, awesome. but a lot of fun. Yeah, late hours, but a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I also talking about different things you enjoy to do. You, I, you're also a motorcycle guy. I'm yeah. not a motorcycle guy at all. I'm man. I listen. I in college I, I rode a, a motorcycle. A buddy of mine go to this house and go back like back home with him. Right. So you're in college and you're like go back home and and meet his parents and all that. And he's got a motorcycle in the garage. I'm like, dude, I've never driven a motorcycle before. And I wrecked that thing. Got a concussion. Ripped. Like my face was all scratched up. He's on the back of it. Um, he's thrown over me. He's a successful attorney here in town now, so I'm glad he hadn't sued me yet. Yeah. Uh, but it, it was funny. <laughs> it was funny. We we ended up having to like get in somebody's back of their pickup to drive us back to their house. And his dad after the wreck. After the wreck, his dad goes, "I'll never forget this." His dad looks at at the motorcycle, looks at us. I'm bleeding. I'm like. You know, got a concussion. Uh, he's all screwed up. And his dad goes, I can't believe you wrecked my motorcycle. And he was like so pissed about his motorcycle. <laughs> he didn't care anything about us. I, and I, I saw my buddy the other day. Uh, his buddy's named Kenny. I saw Kenny the other day. And the first thing I asked him, I said, is your dad still upset about my, me wrecking your motorcycle? And he's like, for sure. Yeah, I don't think my dad ever wants yeah. to see you. I don't think I've ever seen his dad since then. But so so that was my motorcycle uh, story. I'm, I'm I, After that, I was like, I'm never getting on a motorcycle. Tell us about your passion. Because you've ridden like coast to coast. Yeah. Have you ever wrecked one? I have. Yeah, I laid one down. There, there's only two kinds of bikers, ones that have laid a bike down and ones who will lay a bike down. So yeah. I mean, that's the truth. I crashed a plane so one you, time and that's, it's, you know, I, I kind of should say, uh, let's not say that about plane, uh, pilots. You crashed <laughs> one plane and everybody wants to talk about, it, but so how bad did you get hurt? No. So thankfully I didn't, I had, I had my girlfriend on the back of it at the time too. And neither one of us, we both walked away from it. Uh, the bike survived and I mean, we had to do some work on it, but no, no injuries. 
we were riding from Austin to Lukenbach, so you know I the kind of the, the country song, right? But uh, oh my gosh! And we and we still we we wrecked half the way there. Uh, we had a crew, uh, we, so we formed this uh, motorcycle crew called the Lords of Leisure, LOL, Lords of Leisure. Yes, we had a patch and everything. Uh, <laughs> you have like vests. Yeah, and stuff? we did. well we did. A skull, uh, a skull, laughing skull. Basically. So, yeah, so like, like the yeah. real biker dudes, were they like? Yeah, yeah, we're not. We're, we're definitely the ninety nine percent, you know. Uh, <laughs> but so we, but we had a whole crew and we filmed it. So I have that actually on tape, uh, the the wreck. But we, oh, we had a television show that we produced in Austin for about five years when when, I, when we had the bar. part of the Paris show. Yeah. yeah, it was. Uh, it wasn't part of the Paris. It was a separate show, um, and. Uh, and so my buddy uh, Lee, who who was kind of the main character in this TV show, we were on, we were on cable. So I mean, it was direct access cable, but still cable, right? So I was saying, "Hey, mom, I'm on cable." <laughs> but he he and I rode from Austin. He 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 told me he said, "Hey, I'm gonna ride to California. You want to come?" And at the time, you know, I was I was single. I had a I was doing insurance kind of on the side. I had a web development business at the same time, and I was like, "Yeah, I can do this from anywhere." So uh, we packed our saddlebags and headed west. Took 11 days. Went all the way out to Malibu. Wow. And then came back through Vegas and across. Wow. I, I love biking. I mean, it, the, the, the ride of the ride, the being the solitariness of it, even when you're with somebody or by yourself. And and so as a result, right. like you just kind of, you know, like that narrative that's in your head that a lot of times we don't pay attention to. I mean, it's loud and clear and you can kind of but you get amazing amounts of clarity, you know, yeah. on the bike. Uh, you know, they say that there's no rarely any motorcycles in front of a psychiatrist's office. You know, because, you know, that's, and that is, it's my therapy. So I love riding. That's awesome, man. Well, I, I, I like the idea of it. I like, it's kind of like smoking a cigar. I'm not a cigar guy, but I like the idea of it, but I just don't know if I could do it. But that's, uh, hey, it's not for everybody. But listen, I think that would be amazing to like ride through the, you know, like the canyons, the Rocky, and the, yeah. the Rocky Mountains, the canyons by the beach. Like that does sound. Yeah. Maybe in my next life, I'm gonna to have to get some lessons. I think I'm gonna to have to. I'd have to. I don't know. My wife might kill me. So, uh, I had to wait till I was divorced, my first wife, before I could get one. So, so is that you. what happened? Yeah. You got divorced. You're like, she wouldn't let me have one. So oh yeah, I had a list of things. You know, <laughs> when I'm out of here, this is what's gonna happen. And, uh, and so, you just start taking number one check. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna buy a bar check. Yeah, I'm gonna get more. Like, check. check. Yep. Let's start a TV show. Check. That's pretty much the way it was. Well, yeah. man, we are so excited to have you part of the Integrity family. We've been talking about this for a long time. What are you most excited about? The, the biggest thing I'm excited about, to me, and you know, they were asking me this earlier, but I just. I have friends all the time that say, man, if I could have gotten in the insurance business 20 years ago, like you did, like that, this oh. would have changed my life. And I said, Dude, I, if I, if I could trade and be 27 again today, I would start again today. Like yeah. this is the best in best time in the world to be in this business, all the advances. Right. But if you look at, so I, you know, I had web development business for a while, yeah. grew up with technology. Insurance has always historically lagged behind technologically so with every other uh, uh, industry segment. And so many things that are happening in insurance, you know, are being copied because of other things that have already been proven to work other places. Well, what Integrity is doing, which I love and I've been excited about since I found out about it, is yeah, our passion is like, hey, let's bring the industry not only up to standard, but beyond, yeah. right? And that whole imitate first, iterate second, there's so much stuff that's already been proven to work and we're just putting it all together, you know, here on this platform. So I'm excited. I mean, I, I feel like... I mean, we're just getting started for us. I Listen, I say that all the time. And I truly believe it. And I truly, like, we're passionate about innovating insurance and ultimately making it better for the American consumer to make sure if we can make the agent's jobs easier, the agency's jobs easier, to ultimately go out and 
be more efficient and serve more people, there's no limit to what we can accomplish. And bringing in great partners like yourself is, uh, is another part of that to say, how do we gain the scale to go and do that in a bigger way? So thank you so much for joining us. I'm so excited uh, to welcome Eric to the Integrity family. This, the, the opportunity we have uh, today, especially bringing in so many great young uh, partners into the family, uh, there's no limit to, to the success. And as you said, we're just getting started, and I truly believe that. I hope everybody has an amazing week. God bless you all, and take care.